Hi, this is Drew Erickson back again talking about money, not math. And today I'm not reading an article or anything out of a book or anything, anything like that. I'm actually uh, utilizing an idea that I got from a friend of mine, Jared May with May Booking uh, um, Solutions, Bookkeeping Solutions. I probably said that wrong, but hopefully you get the message. Um, and he asked me, what are the top three financial planning related things a business owner can do that their future selves would thank them for? And when he asked me, I really appreciated the question because one is insightful, but two, it kind of made me step back and think what what are three things I would say because there's you know anyone can toss out ten ideas, but when you have to get it down to three, it makes you prioritize what they would be. So I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna you know say them and provide some examples, and hopefully it provides you value when you're thinking about things like this, whether you're a business owner. Uh, thinking about getting into business or even just an employee of a large of a large corporation or a employee of any business for that matter uh, it might give you something to think about so hopefully this brings you value and thanks for taking the time to listen or watch uh, the conversation so number one for things the top three things that uh, financial planning related that a business owner can do today that their future selves would thank them for number one Make sure you have an exit plan for your business and understand how it will provide income for you in retirement. Understand how future tax changes and market fluctuations could affect that plan. Plus, how where you put your money today will affect your future tax liability and retirement income. Uh, the first part of that saying, make sure you have an exit plan for your business, understand how it will provide income for you in retirement. Um, I found that many, and there's a lot of studies out there that say that very few, in, uh, personally owned businesses make it to the second, third, fourth generation um, due to two primary reasons. One, there's not a financial plan in place to make sure that both parties can get what they want, right? So make sure that the seller can get what he what they need to retire comfortably, but also that the buyer has money in place to purchase the business, right? So that's number one. A lot of times there's not a good a, an exit strategy in place that benefits both sides without there being some animosity between the two of them or just downright not the ability to afford it. Uh, the second part of that, I believe from what I've read is and seen from my own personal exp example is a lot of times the children of the business owners aren't actually interested in taking over the business, whether that's a, you know, a retail store or a department store or a farm, you know, the lot, all these different types of businesses out there, a lot of times the children aren't interested or capable. Right. So if your children aren't going to take it over, what's your exit strategy to get out of the business and still be able to enjoy your retirement? Because even though many people may believe or want to work for the rest of their lives because they can't imagine not working, the reality of it is there might come a day from a physical standpoint that you just may not be able to anymore or may not want to. So what's your exit strategy to make sure you get out that you can get out and enjoy your retirement? How are, how are future tax changes and market fluctuations going to affect that plan? And are you clear on where you put your money today, whether it's investing in your business, purchasing assets, or saving in a retirement account or otherwise, are you clear on where you put your money today, how it's going to affect your future tax liability and retirement income? All right, so that's number one. Number two, be agile and have liquid funds available to take advantage of future wealth accumulation opportunities while protecting yourself from unexpected life events. Plan for what you want to happen while preparing for what could happen. All right, so I think there's many different examples out there as far as the you know opportunities and things like that. But the reality of it is, oftentimes we don't know what wealth accumulation opportunities are going to come. 
But the difference between those who become wealthy when those opportunities come and those who just pass them, the opportunity passes them by is, the, uh, is having liquid funds available to take advantage of those opportunities. So easy example being in 2007, 2008, or in every other market fluctuation there's ever been, 90 plus percent of our society gets really stressed out and loses money because all their money is dependent on the market and it's tied up in the market. While you know, a small percentage of our society actually gets wealthier because they can now either invest in the market while it's low or they can buy houses and real estate for 50 cents on the dollar or they can buy businesses that are being sold due to a need of liquidity. Right. So the reality of it is, if you want to truly grow your wealth, I don't know when the opportunity is going to come, but having liquid funds available to take advantage of those opportunities can be life changing. All right. The other side of that, the less exciting part is unexpected life events on a negative side. Right. If something unexpected happens, whether it's a health event or a market event or whatever it may be. Are we able to withstand that and recover without having to buy or sell everything we have? All right, that can be the make or break of your business or your personal financial life, or just the ability to you know, not completely get stressed out and kind of ruin yourself emotionally for a period of time. So that's number two. Number three, understand the difference between business and personal planning, how they are separate, but also how they affect each other. Don't neglect your personal planning and push it to, to the back burner because you are so focused on your business planning that it takes up all of your time. All right, so with that, I find that for most business owners, their business is like their, is like a child. It, take, they, it means so much to them and they put so much time, energy, and effort into it. It consumes all, most, of the, most if not all of their time outside of spending time with their family. And oftentimes that'll force their personal financial planning to the back burner and it, never, it doesn't necessarily get done or doesn't get done uh, to, the, to the level at which they deserve. So understand that your business planning and your personal planning are separate, but also, so make sure both of them get addressed, but also understand how they, how they affect each other. So there's not either overlapping um, things that are unnecessarily done twice, or that are, there's not blind spots that are completely missed because you think one, that something's covered on one side or the other. All right, so again, the third one being understand the difference between business and personal planning how they are separate, but also they, how they affect each other. Don't neglect your personal planning and push it to the back burner because you are so focused on your business planning that it takes up all your time. All right, so those are the top three financial planning related things a business owner can do that their future selves would thank them for, in my personal opinion. I hope that I hope the conversation brought you value. If you have any, if you disagree, or if you have a specific points of your own that you think that should be added, please let me know. I'd really appreciate the conversation. Um, and I really appreciate you taking the time to either watch or listen to the, today's Money Not Math conversation. I hope you have a great day. Thanks. Bye.